Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us today. We're going to be talking to homeowners today, homeowners who are about to start spending a lot more of their take-home pay on energy bills because the temperatures are going down. It's that time of year. And we're going to be talking about a cost-efficient home heating system that could lower your energy use, but not only that, lower your energy costs because it's more efficient than some of the older and more traditional Um, home heating systems, and we're going to be getting into the nitty-gritty. So all of you who are homeowners out there, listen up, because this could save you a lot of money over the course of the next few years. Our guest today is Tom Carney, and he is a national sales director for Fujitsu General America, and we're going to be talking about some of their residential products that can do exactly what I just mentioned, lower your energy use, which in turn will lower your energy bill. Welcome to Go Green Radio. Tom, we're so glad to have you on the show. Jill, it's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners. Well, we are excited to learn more about, I mean, anytime we talk about saving money, that piques our interest. But of course, because this is Go Green Radio, we want to help people save energy as well. And a lot of environmental benefits to that. So talk to us about you know, some of the wasted energy that's incorporated into our existing energy bills. If we have one of these older, more traditional heating systems in our homes, we're paying for energy that sometimes we don't even get to use because it's wasted. Talk to us about why some of these older heating systems in our homes are so inefficient. Absolutely. Well, first off, the traditional furnace, boiler, uh, uh, systems to refer to as unitary systems. The unitary systems uh, uh, typically will be um, in the 78 to 82 percent mid efficiency range, which means that you're getting 78 to 82 uh, percent for every dollar that you spend. 82 cents of heat out of that. The rest of it is going up the chimney. And that's just from a hang tag efficiency. The delivery system with the unitary system then goes through uh, ductwork, whether it's metal, fiberboard, flex duct. And through that process, DOE lists a 17 to 40% loss of efficiency that can be done from um, air leakage, infiltration, or typically the ductwork is going to be in a homeowner's attic, in a crawl space, in a basement, unconditioned space. And when you're running conditioned air through unconditioned air, um, you're going to lose efficiency. Absolutely. That being said. Go right ahead, Tom. That being, okay, I was going to say, so... Uh, Number one, we've got the hang tag efficiency where we are able to deliver nearly 100% of the uh, electric that's used with a ductless heat pump. And uh, Jill, should I explain a little bit the difference of a heat pump or just a straight air conditioning unit? I'm not sure. Yeah, why don't you do that? Because absolutely, because I think, you know... 
Doggone it, I wish our homes came with a user's manual, but a lot of us just walk into a house and try to figure out these systems. So go right ahead, explain that to us, please. The the best analogy, an air conditioner, uh, many people remember room air conditioners that it's going to blow cold air out the front, and if you put your hand behind the uh, uh, condenser coil, you're going to feel hot air being rejected. So we're simply moving heat from an indoor condition space and rejecting it to a place where it's not wanted, typically outdoors. A refrigerator operates on the same principle. It removes the heat from inside the refrigerator and rejects it out the back through the coil that's there. What a heat pump does, it's the same thing as an air conditioner, and they're referred to as reverse air conditioners. It's going to take the heat from the outdoor space and move it to the indoor condition space. Um, It is now recognized that it is much more efficient to move heat with a refrigeration cycle than to burn a fossil fuel. Mm -hmm. That's huge, both in terms of efficiency and in terms of lowering the carbon footprint of heating appliances. Right. You know, a lot of our listeners are families that have kids, and we've done a lot of shows on um, environmental allergens and ways to reduce um, the introduction of allergens in the indoor built environment. How do these outdated heating and cooling systems contribute to allergy problems like that? Great question, and uh, the simple answer is in the delivery system itself, in the ductwork, I've had occasion to uh, look inside of existing ductwork, have ductwork systems that have been removed, and to see um, what I've seen, it's it's terrible. had to go to counseling after it. Not really, (laughs) but when you think about your family, and uh, especially children, and the mold that grows inside of the cold, dark spaces of ductwork. Um, Ductwork can be insulated internally or externally. It can be fiberglass, and you can pick up residual fibers from that fiberglass. That gets introduced into the indoor space with the velocity of the air that's moving in there and can uh, really cause health issues for, it doesn't matter if it's a kid, an adult, or a senior. It's uh, it's not a good thing. And through the use of ductless heat pumps, we're able to eliminate that. Mm-hmm. Well, I know just from my own home experience, my home was built in 1975, and I have had, I've wanted to get my ducts, you know, good and cleaned, and I can't find a contractor willing to touch them because they're, it's galvanized steel, I believe, I know they're metal, um, but they're held together with asbestos tape, and so they're afraid that they will break apart when they try to clean them, and then there'll be an, an asbestos problem, and it's kind of crazy, but um, yeah, we haven't been able to do anything but take the, you know, the grills off or the grates off and, you know, clean what I can reach with the vacuum hose, you know, that way so we can't even get through the ducts. Talk to us about how many of the HVAC systems in Asia and Europe, and actually I've even seen this in Mexico, um, are now ductless. Uh, Why are other countries moving to that option? And do we have that 
as, as an available product to us here in America. We do. And as a matter of fact, Joe, we call it the Douglas Revolution. So welcome <laughs> to the revolution. Uh, statistics show that in 2010, 73% of Europe is Douglas Systems. Asia is 89%. Douglas Systems, while the United States in 2010 was 2%. Um, while the numbers in Europe and Asia continue to rise, in the United States, Douglas heat pumps now represent just over 7% of uh, the heating and cooling, the HVAC market. So it's really still in the early adapter stage. Mm-hmm. But if we go back and push back the hands of time just a little bit uh, to say eight to ten years ago, we really only had um, five, possibly six players, uh, OEMs, manufacturers within this space. We now have 17, mm-hmm. and every unitary manufacturer, Carrier Train, Lennox, York, uh, every single unitary manufacturer that makes the traditional furnace with an A-coil with a condensing unit now has a ductless heat pump line. So we are now looking to move out of uh, the early adapter stage, and we're looking for that um, tectonic growth that's going to take place. As a Mm -hmm. matter of fact, Navigant Research had published in the Air Conditioning News this past April, um, they are expecting forecasting the DHP to go from 7% of the USA market to over 20% of the USA market by the year 2020. Wow, that's that's around the corner. And, and it's amazing. You know, I, I know that a lot of our listeners are very fluent in environmental issues, but I'm betting that air conditioning news isn't next to their People magazine as they're going to the barbershop or the, you know, the the salon. And I, and I bet a lot of people don't realize that. And when they're in the market to replace their systems, um, this is the kind of information they need to be receiving. And so this is great. So let's talk about some of the features of a ductless system. What makes these systems so energy efficient? We have what we call inverter technology, and what the inverters do, the best analogy is to place it up against an automobile. The typical unitary systems that comprise over 80% of uh, the heating and cooling systems within the U.S. market have two speeds, on or off. They're either (laughs) going to go at zero miles an hour or at 100 miles an hour. Um, in the past eight to ten years, there's been a move to go into multi-stage equipment, which typically is going to go from zero miles an hour to 66 miles per hour to 100 miles an hour. Whereas with our inverter technology, we are able to set up um, independent zones off a single condensing unit up to eight single zones in the typical single-phase residential model that can operate at 7% increments individually in each one of those five zones. So it's almost limitless with the degree of control that is now available through the use of DHP, ductless heat pumps, versus the unitary systems. 
This leads to efficiency, a lot of flexibility within the home environment itself, um, the versatility that comes with the indoor heads. Many uh, people, uh, my wife included, uh, thought that a ductless heat pump, a mini split unit, the only way they come is a wall-hung uh, indoor evaporator fan coil. Yeah, she didn't that's think what that I was the most attractive thing in the world. But with mm-hmm. the versatility that's been introduced over the past few years, we now have floor console units that can be mounted on the floor. We have mini cassette units that can be recessed into a ceiling. We have uh, furred-in ducted units that you get all the advantages of ductless heat pumps, but with the aesthetics of central air in addition to the wall-hung units. Nice. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have a lot more to talk about with Tom Carney. So please don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. 
Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Glad that you could all tune in. I just want to remind everybody that Go Green Radio is just one part of a larger organization. This is part of the Go Green Initiative, which is a nonprofit environmental education program I started back in 2002. And we work in schools in all 50 states and actually in 73 countries around the world, helping schools become more energy efficient, water efficient, uh, do more recycling, basically help schools reduce their environmental footprint. And we do all of that, train up all of these schools for free. Schools never have to pay us a dime. And the way we're able to do that is with supporters like you and so many others who have joined the movement since we started in 2002. And you can check us out and donate if you like at www.gogreeninitiative.org. If you're just tuning in, our guest today is Tom Carney. He is the National Sales Director for Fujitsu General America. And we're talking about a system that is no stranger to other countries, a ductless heating and cooling system, but it, it makes up a pretty small percentage of American households and how they uh, control the temperature in their homes. And we're talking about this system because it really can not only save us money, but it can save our country a lot of energy. And we all know the environmental uh, impact that that could have. So, Tom, I want you to talk to us. You know, we talked right before the break about how your systems can set up individual zoning controls. Talk to us, take that one step farther and tell us about the smart control options and how that could help us lower our energy consumption in our homes. Absolutely. Um, Our units come with what we call ESP. And uh, ESP, you might think, is extrasensory perception, but in this case, it's energy-saving programs. Built into the controllers that come with each one of the Fujitsu um, indoor fan coils uh, is the capability that if you're in your home and you have the living room set to 72 degrees and it's in a heating mode, but you decide that you're going outside for an hour or so, but you don't turn on or turn off the thermostat, the ESP will recognize that after 20 minutes that no one is in the room and it will automatically adjust itself to 8 degrees cooler until somebody comes back into that room. In the uh, cooling mode, after 20 minutes, it goes into a setback 4 degrees warmer than what the temperature is set in that room. Now, we do have some folks that say, I don't like that. All of these controls can automatically be overridden as well and just put into a hold function, and that would bypass the energy savings that's built into the program. But that's just one of the smart devices that uh, are incorporated into uh, each Fujitsu ductless heat pump unit. That's really cool. Now, you know, my family is a middle-class, average American family, and I know that many of our listeners are in the same boat. Are there rebates or any type of incentives that can help a family like mine afford a new heating system like what you're describing if we wanted to retrofit our home? Uh, what, what incentives are there that can help us? Joe, there are, and there's many. We try to make it as easy as possible. So if um, anybody is interested, they can use our website, 
fujitsugeneral.com, or you can just Google Constant Comfort, and it will take you to the Fujitsu website. <clears throat> On our website, um, we have just a plethora of information, but there is what we call the Rebate Center. Anybody can click on the Rebate Center. There's a geolocator that's built into that Rebate Center. So wherever you are clicking on from, it recognizes the zip code that you're in, and it will bring up all of the federal, state, utility rebates that are available, and it will match it to the Fujitsu units that are applicable for that application. You can also download directly from there the applications for each one of those rebates. Those rebates can be thousands of dollars. And what we like about it, selfishly as our, for ourselves as a manufacturer, mm. is it's not our money. For our distributors and for our contractors, it's not their money. Essentially, it's free money that's there for homeowners to heat and cool their homes, and we encourage everybody to take advantage of what's out there. Consequently, we do our best to try to make folks aware of it and help them to uh, take advantage of uh, the programs that are made available. I love what you said, except for one thing, and I'm going to spin the tables on you a little bit because I'm kind of a fiscal conservative. It's not free money. Ratepayers, it's your money. Those rebates come from money you pay on your energy bill, so get it back. If you want to take advantage of an energy-efficient system like this, I think everybody should apply for these rebates and these incentives because it's actually your money that you've been paying into your energy rates coming back to you. And that's what's beautiful about it. It's a way of of recouping um, some of the money that you pay in your energy rates. And so I love that you guys have made it so easy on your website. That's fantastic. Now, I am a working woman, a working mom. And so anytime work needs to be done on my house, it seems like I'm the one who has to take off work in order to make that happen. Although my husband's great, he tries when he can. But, you know, I kind of cringe when I think about doing a project like this, because sometimes the installation of these projects can be painful for people like me. Is it difficult to install one of your systems? Talk to us about the process. Jill, that is a great point. Um, As with any mechanical system, the most important factor is the installation of that equipment. I've seen some of the best systems in the world made by us, made by our competitors, and they can be rendered useless by an improper application or if they're not installed properly. So what we do at Fujitsu and on our website We have a contractor locator, which any individual can put in their zip code, and it will bring up for them a list of contractors, and it goes in descending order. We have what we call elite contractors, contractors that are factory trained, earn certification from Fujitsu, and at the same time, must meet a minimum installation criteria of over 20 systems uh, per year that um, 
ensure for the homeowner that purchases purchases a Fujitsu system, they're going to get the true Fujitsu experience. It's going mm-hmm. to be sized properly, the application is going to be proper, and the installation is going to be done. We want everyone to get a system that's 100% um, delivering on efficiency, on the comfort that we uh, uh, guarantee that will be there, and the performance uh, of the system for 12, 15, 18 years, which is the typical life expectancy of a residential uh, heating and cooling system. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about that cooling component. What happens, you know, we've been talking about heating because, you know, it's December now and, you know, we're all getting chilly. But when the weather turns warm, um, are your systems as, you know, efficient and, and, and work as well with air conditioning? Jill, I love your question. Um, <laughs> up until 2008, the minimum efficiencies by, well, uh, I'm going to date myself a little bit. As I've gone through the air conditioning, um, my career, uh, starting back in the early 80s, uh, the standard system that we sold w- was uh, an 8 SEER. So the cooling that you were getting out of it uh, in the KWs divided into that would deliver a factor of eight. The higher you go, the better. About 10 years later, the minimum efficiency standard was moved up to 10. So it jumped two points, and that was in the early 90s. Bill Clinton came on board, and he decided to, you know what, let's become more efficient. And that got moved up to 12, so another two points. Just last year, the government introduced, recognized that the United States is a pretty big place and there's a lot of different climatic zones. So instead of having one standard for the country, um, the government, DOE, introduced three efficiency zones. So in the north, there's a 13-seer minimum efficiency, and then in the south, east and the southwest, it's 14 as a minimum efficiency. At Fujitsu, we have units that are up to 33 SER. And typically, most of our units are all in the 20s. Now, that's great for hang tag efficiency. That's performance at 100%. But when we first started talking about DHP, about our ductless heat pumps, and we were talking about the inverters, where we can have up to eight separate zones individually controlled that will operate at 7% increments, the efficiencies are really off the charts. So what we invite folks to do is, again, to visit our website, and on there we have an energy calculator where you could put in the efficient actually you just put in when was your house built when was your hva system installed is it gas is it oil is it propane is it electric and then put a comparable uh capacity tonnage of a dhp and it will give you an idea of what to expect in terms of energy savings And I can tell you from practical experience, we try to be um, more conservative with what the actual savings, uh, what we say it will be. Mm -hmm. 30 to 40% is not uncommon. We have had um, in the Northeast, where I'm based out of, 
uh, folks especially that were using oil, they were hitting home runs of over 50%, of over 60% savings in what the cost was to heat their homes and uh, in the summer to cool their homes. Just wow. uh, remarkable energy efficiency and better reliability and better comfort that was going into these systems. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the reliability of your systems when we come back. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have much more with Tom Carney, and we'll be talking about uh, this uh, ductless heating and cooling system. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. Um, we're talking today with Tom Carney from Fujitsu General America. You can check out their website by opening a new tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us uh, on Voice America on in this tab of your web browser. But uh, you can open up a new tab and go to FujitsuGeneral.com and click on the residential side of the house, and you can see what we're talking about um, as we go through the show. But one of the things I wanted to ask you, Tom, you know, I know that a big part of ensuring quality and, you know, long-term customer satisfaction is the warranty uh, of your of your products. Talk to us about how customers can best ensure that they have a top 
you know, top of the line warranty and installation uh, process. Jill, thanks for that opportunity because it really is important uh, to ensure that any homeowner gets full value out of uh, anybody's uh, heating and cooling appliances. But with Fujitsu in particular, when I was uh, speaking about our dealer locator and our elite contractors, uh, they are the best of the best, and they've got the training, the certification, and they have the installs um, to ensure that a homeowner is going to get a truly enjoyable Fujitsu experience. The elite contractors are able to offer um, a 12-year compressor and parts warranty on the installed Fujitsu systems that they have. I know California is different. You don't have to register it, but anywhere else in the U.S., uh, upon timely uh, registration within 90 days, a uh, 10-year parts and compressor warranty is available. If it's not registered, we give seven years on the compressor, five years on parts. However, um, as a lot of people, especially with the Christmas season, start to look out to um, buying gifts and different things online, I would just like to uh, point out to the listeners that uh, any Fujitsu product that is bought over the Internet falls under our Internet policy and it voids our warranties. Uh, anything that's a Fujitsu product that is sold over the Internet is being sold outside of our channel to market and is not supported by Fujitsu. We're very strict about that because we believe that in order to get the most efficient, reliable system, it's got to be sized properly, the application has to be right, and it's got to be installed by a trained professional. Gotcha. Well, I think that's important to know because a lot of people like to shop online for everything. And so uh, that's something that, that we should all keep in mind if we're considering uh, retrofit of our heating systems. Now, you mentioned that the life expectancy of one of your systems is commiserate with, you know, traditional heating and cooling systems. Um, let's talk a little bit about two things, um, the reliability of your systems and the maintenance. Um, you know, maintenance is an expense, you know, for, for, you know, these kinds of systems. Talk to us about reliability and maintenance for your systems. At Fujitsu, we have a marketing campaign that's underway where, it uh, says there's reliability and then there's Fujitsu reliability. We mm -hmm. have empirical data that supports that we have out of the box a 99.99% reliability factor, which means that upon installation, a factory defect, it's unheard of. Mm -hmm. uh, the Japanese Kaizen philosophy that's employed at Fujitsu is the real deal. And I feel that I've been blessed in my career to be working for a Japanese company that takes um, value, that takes product performance functionality and reliability to the standard that we do. It's great to be a part of that and gives a sense of uh, a peace of mind that uh, anybody that purchases one of our systems, uh, they're going to be just exceedingly happy with that product for a long time. Mm -hmm. 
Now let's talk about maintenance. You know, how much should homeowners expect to spend on routine preventative maintenance on your systems? It's always encouraged to um, have the unit serviced. Some folks would recommend twice a year, some once a year. Uh, Typically, that's to make sure that the outdoor condenser coil is clean, that it doesn't pick up uh, dust, grass, anything that might block the airflow across the condenser coil. Same thing on the indoor units. Uh, We have uh, uh, high-efficiency filters on those units, and there's actually a warning light that if that filter is getting dirty, little red light will come on and tell you, hey, it's time to uh, clean the filter. Uh, Mm -hmm. It also will register on the controller that um, if you're up there setting it, turning it on, turning it off, that um, the filter is dirty. Uh, It's a pretty simple process that um, I would say 95% of all homeowners could do on their own. So Mm -hmm. the maintenance on our products, once they're installed and operational, it's kind of like a Ron Pompey. You can set it and forget it. But we do (laughs) encourage, you know, that you just make sure that there's no dirt, grass, other buildup that might be taking place on the condenser coil. And that holds true for any unitary system or anybody else's DHP system. It's always good to have a professional check it and just make sure that uh, it's operating properly. Mm -hmm. I I love the whole concept of set it and forget it. Uh, You know, and I realize you can't take that to the nth degree, but, um, you know, I, I have been long looking for systems for my home, my car, and everything else that don't require a lot of oversight because um, I have enough to worry about. So that's appealing. Now, there's something else besides reducing energy consumption that caught my attention in terms of an environmental advantage to your systems. Um, I mean, a lot of people know Freon, you know, on the way out if it's not already in your state, but you use a refrigerant called R410A. Talk to us about why this is a more eco-friendly option than the refrigerants that were used in older systems. Okay. Uh, If we go back into the earlier days of air conditioning, R12, which was uh, a CFC, uh, chlorofluorocarbon, uh, was used. And then we upgraded to R22, which was a HCFC. Um, Scientists noticed back in the early 80s that there was a large hole in uh, over Antarctica, a hole in the ozone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this was being attributed to CFCs. So um, global leaders got together, came up with, uh, well, in the U.S., the U.S. US Clean Air Act, and Montreal Protocol was developed to phase out CFCs and HCFCs. Mm -hmm. The move then was to go to R410A. Uh, 410A has a zero ODP, ozone depletion, uh, ratio. So that was a really good thing. What scientists then found out was that um, they use uh, CO um, as the uh, benchmark to measure global warming potential. R22 had a 1,500 global warming potential. Mm-hmm. High. Well, they found out that 410A is actually 1,750, almost 20% mm. higher 
than R22. So although it was purported that 410A uh, and it's marketed under different uh, brand names, Puron, um, it's not the panacea. Although there's the zero ODP, there's still an issue with the global warming potential. So mm-hmm. all manufacturers right now are looking at other potential um, uh, refrigerants <clears throat> that would have a lower GWP, global warming potential. And uh-huh. it looks like a new refrigerant called R32 is on the horizon. And that is going to take uh, ozone depletion out of the picture completely and also lower the global warming potential to the EU standard, which is, um, I believe, 5050 oh, GWP. Right. So technology, innovation, it's nonstop, and um, manufacturers, not just um, uh, equipment manufacturers, but all of our allies in the significant component sector, uh, the compressor manufacturers, are on top of this and working daily to make sure that we save, we save and protect the environment while delivering comfort, reliability, and efficiency. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, I have to ask a follow-up on that. I mean, if, if someone were to purchase one of your cooling systems today and a new refrigerant came online, you know, in a couple of years that was, you know, more environmentally friendly, would there be a, an opportunity to retrofit their system with the new refrigerant? I would never <clears throat> recommend retrofitting uh, refrigerants. Um, it's better to change the system completely. Now, mm-hmm. 410A has been around for about 20 years. It mm-hmm. would be available for another 20 years uh, moving forward uh, when and if it gets phased out. Gotcha. Um, it's kind of the same thing with R22. It was phased out, but it'll be available to 2030. And right there just won't be any functional R22 systems in 2030. Gotcha. You know, I... The same premise would take place with 410A. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I read, we have about a minute before we're going to take a commercial break, but I did read that you recently joined, your company joined the Air Conditioning Contractors of America. Just give us a quick blurb about why your company got involved with that organization. We did. The Air Conditioning Contractors of America, it's a non-profit uh, organization of all the professionals within the air conditioning community. Um, there's a lot of people that work um, in our business, but not all of them um, are involved in making the business better and taking it to another level. Uh, ACA, um, there's state chapters in addition to the national chapters. We belong to both state and national. Um, they're guys that it's a rising tide that floats all boats, and we mm-hmm. want to be a part of making the industry better and supporting Excellent. the industry. That's excellent. I love to see that kind of collaboration, even amongst, you know, market competitors um, to bring the whole industry up to up to standard. I think that's terrific. Well, we've got to take a quick commercial break, but we've got much more. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this.
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. In case you've just joined us, our guest today is Tom Carney. He's the National Sales Director for Fujitsu General America. And you can check out their website at fujitsugeneral.com. You know, Tom, I want to, we've been talking about heating and cooling systems, but I want to take a quick uh, sidebar to mention a project that um, your company has been involved with that when I read about it, it just really warmed my heart. I'm a Navy veteran, as many of my listeners know, and you were involved in a project called a House in the Woods Military Retreat. Talk to us about that project and how Fujitsu General America played a role. It'd be my pleasure to talk about a house in the woods um, because it really touches it touches what we're about as America um, up in Maine and I encourage anybody to uh, uh, Google uh, welcome to Lee Maine and there is a video that talks about this small little town up in Maine that has a population of 838 people, and it starts with two old gentlemen sitting on the park bench, and then one of them said, no, we're down to 800, but a very, very small town in Maine. And in uh, 2007, they suffered uh, just a horrendous loss where um, on June 23rd of 07, um, Joel House was killed in Iraq, and one of his school buddies on November 30th, um, Blair Emery was killed in Iraq. Mm. 
and the impact that it had on this little town up there, and these people are just, in my mind's eye, what America is. They care about one another. Uh, it's church, community, country. And um, through our uh, Boston-based distributor, Air Purchases, and through our Bangor, Maine, uh, Johnstone, uh, distributor, we were made aware of this project and had the opportunity to go up and meet Mr. Paul House and Bill Emery and heard of their plans to help other families that had suffered the unthinkable loss of uh, a husband, a wife, uh, a child uh, in battle. And uh, Paul is uh, an experienced uh guide for both hunting, fishing, and he wanted to bring the military families back together to uh, share that camaraderie, experience the beauty of Maine, um, just everything that the environment has to offer up there. And I think there's an old movie out there that says something like, you had me at hello. Well, <laughs> Paul House, uh, we were all in as soon as... Uh, as soon as we said hello. And just to be a part of that project has just been uh, just amazing. And what Paul House has done up there with Bill Emery to bring families together, to bring veterans together, we felt it was the least we could do to say thank you to every man and woman that's ever worn the uniform. And what exactly did your company do? Well, we donated uh, eight of our HFI heat pumps, four-ton heat pumps, that are connected to 38 indoor heads that are individually controlled uh, to provide heating and cooling uh, throughout the whole building. Uh, Some of the vets that go in there have different... uh, requirements that they're comfortable at, and this was just the perfect application for it. Uh, it gets really cold up in Maine, and mm-hmm. uh, our, oper- our units will operate down to minus 15 degrees, so we're covered there. There is a backup boiler system that's in there, but um, Paul has just been ecstatic with the performance of the units. Um, they're quiet, environmentally sound, and keeping everybody comfortable up there as they should, as they well should be. And I can't say enough about those families that have suffered the losses that they have of their boys. And um, uh, their only concern is to help other people, uh, military families, uh, get through uh, something like that. I mean, Paul is, yeah, I get him lobster, I get him steaks. We get, it's mm. just an amazing give back coming from, um, you know, a man that had experienced uh, the hunting, the fishing, the camaraderie with his son. And mm-hmm. he is making his way through this uh, by giving back to others. And for us to be a part of it, just I'm thankful that we were blessed to be in the position to do that. Oh, that's a wonderful project, and I, I'm really proud of you all for doing that. That's terrific. Now, I want to go back to uh, the green profile of your of your company on your website. Um, it mentions a green policy, and I'd like to help our listeners understand some of the components because it helps to underscore not just your products, but what kind of company um 
we would be dealing with if we purchased your products. Now, it says that you participate in the Rojas Directive, and I'd like for you to spend just a couple moments uh, educating our listeners on what the Rojas Directive is and why that's important. Well, the Rojas Directive is the uh, reduction of hazardous substance, which would be incorporated into uh, the manufacturing or into the products itself. Since 1993, uh, Fujitsu has had its green policy um, written and adheres to uh, the reduction of specific chemical substances, uh, specifying specific chemical substances which we will not buy from an outside vendor that would go into one of our uh, units. So it's a philosophy that has been in place for 25 years. It's a philosophy that uh, Fujitsu believes in and works to provi- uh, preserve the environment. It's, it's an imp- important part of doing business um, uh, from the Fujitsu uh, perspective. I like that. And your website also mentions that you disclose environment-related information on your business activities, products, and services. And right now, that's a voluntary function in the U.S. There's no legal requirement to do that. And I think it's commendable that your company does report on that. How and where do you disclose that information for those who are interested? It is disclosed on our website. Uh, it is uh, uh, both on FGA, Fujitsu General America, and uh, FGL, uh, Fujitsu General Limited. Uh, it's in our catalogs. We like to point that out because, um, like you said, it, it is self-policing, uh, but it is good to be part of a company that is very cognizant of the impact of uh, there's a lot more people uh, on mm-hmm. the planet. And we need to take the steps now to make sure that we uh, protect the environment that we're in. If I can be really quick and just share with you, up in uh, Vancouver, uh, there was, uh, there is an Indian uh, tribe, and uh, they take care of their uh, seniors very well. Um, they used to burn a lot of wood, and that's what they were doing to get by and make things happen. The Canadian government stepped up and gave them a grant to go with some DHP. Because uh, the heating performance of the Fujitsu ductless heat pumps is second to none, not just in operating temperature, but in the delivered capacity at low temperature. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just remarkable. Well, the Indian elders uh, got together, and they made a little video. It's on our website as well. Oh, we'll have to check that one out. One of the elders, and she just talks about uh, why we made this movie, and she said we wanted to show the world in a little way what we're doing to help save Mother Earth. I love and, it. Thank uh, you, Tom. And I am so. Cool. I wish we had so much more time to talk with you. You've been a fantastic guest. I thank you for joining us. We'll check that video out for sure on FujitsuGeneral.com. Folks, we'll be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green. To 
Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.